Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you go home for holidays, for vacation, t- delete the word vacation. it is about to be the most biggest emotional roller roller coaster ride of your fucking life the amount of verbal abuse in five four three two one happy new year 2024 genius brain still going strong dude yeah you pieces of shit (laughs) how do you how do you say it in korean what what? happy new year happy what happy new year We were we were in San Francisco. Uh-huh. There's a huge show, like Kina Grant is all these people. It was like a, a New Year show or something downtown San Francisco. It's like a thousand people, and you're the host. Oh yeah. <laughs> I oh, yeah. There. And then oh, I forgot who your co-host was, but she was like, "In Chinese, New Year's is this." David, what's Happy New Year's in Korean? And you. Happy New Year! Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That was the first time I met Keenan Grannis, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god, this girl is fucking cute as shit." Yeah, dude, I was, I bad. was kind of like, "Who is this?" She's got that aura around her, like she's so sweet. Yeah, you know. I mean, I felt like I was dirtying, dirtying up her aura. Like yeah. I was like spilling over to her. <laughs> too much. I furniture. forgot about that shit, dude. I think like half the people laugh, half the people were mortified, but it's, it's all good. Oh, did did you watch the new Dave Chappelle special? Yes. What did yes, you think like of it? Three times, it's, back to back. You know what's so interesting, right? And I know, look, when it comes to Dave Chappelle, obviously he has people who love him, mm-hmm. and obviously people who hate him, like right? absolutely despise him. Yeah, they fucking wish they he say was he's dead. washed. Yeah, he's not funny, like objectively, like not funny. Where it's like you're crawling the delusion yeah. it's it's funny and look you know like with comedy obviously it's very subjective right and then you know mm-hmm. i get excited whenever i watch dave Chappelle, right dave Chappelle was a huge part of my childhood growing yep. up and he molded a lot of my fucking yep. humor so like n- what he puts out i always want to see and so right off the bat when this special started i'm like oh this yeah. motherfucker starting he shit doesn't up. give a fuck like last special he said that's it no more trans jokes from here on out. Yeah. Opens this one <laughs> with a, I know. a good right. thinker. He's with a right. good we thinker. Also... <laughs> that shit was so fucking yeah. funny. Wheels, what did you think about it? Oh, it was so good. It, it was, was so good, right? Yeah. I mean, I can understand why people can be offended by it, but then I feel like now, you know, comedy has also gotten really, really soft mm-hmm. for a few years. 
And then Dave Chappelle comes out and he kind of did something that a lot of people wouldn't do, which was like he kind of, I don't want to, that kind of sounds corny, but he kind of stood up for comedy. Yeah. Right? Because everybody was getting canceled left and right, no matter if it was a joke or not, right? And I'm saying too, like there obviously there are jokes that offend me that make me feel weird or bad or yeah. whatever, but it's in the realm of comedy and I could choose to listen to it or not support it or not. I have to sit there with myself too because of like, let's say for example, Shane Gillis. Mm-hmm. Like because of the way I grew up, that triggered the fuck out of me when I saw that podcast. Because yeah. I'm like, that guy went to high school with me. Yeah. Thing. Like that that triggered the shit out of me. So I was like, fuck that guy. And then I come across other clips and this guy's fucking hilarious. See, that was... <laughs> He's fucking hilarious. Well, like what am I supposed to do? Right? Well, that was a thing, right? Because I did a video about it and... You know, obviously Joe Rogan and a lot of other people disagree with this. I just, it didn't seem like he was joking. That's yeah. why I was a little irritated. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, he's not joking. He's like, like serious. This is just like a serious topic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it didn't sound like he was dropping a joke. He just called Andrew Yang a straight chink. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm it's I'm laughing now because of the absurdity. <laughs> yeah, it's so absurd. But when you watch it, it's like, is, is this, this is not a joke? Yeah. And so when I did that video, I was, I was. The, the thing that I was saying was like, there was no joke. It was just, it was, a, it was actually him just being very genuine. It sounded like he was being very genuine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't find it fucking funny at all because I, I, there was no joke in it. Yeah. And so that's why I didn't like it. And then lo and behold, he comes out of nowhere with this special on YouTube and he drops it. And it was one of my favorite specials yeah. that I've seen in a it's fucking long hilarious. time. He, like, th- it's kind of sad. Like, I, I wish that people listen like because who did he say to andrew yang right mm-hmm. and then andrew yang straight up forgave him mm-hmm. quit the quickness mm-hmm. and then he andrew yang brought him on his own podcast they talked one-on-one for an hour mm-hmm. you know andrew yang even though he's um a secular or non-religious his one of his core principles in his campaign is forgiveness. Oh, really? Isn't that wild? Yeah. He, yeah, he's like, look, everybody makes mistakes, and you, we have to show that people can be better. Yeah. So that was part of his campaign. That's why he stepped up for Shane Gillis. Oh. But what happened anyway? SNL fired him, lost all that. So I was curious. I looked up his old other skits, right? They're fucking They're so, hilarious. His sketches They're fucking hilarious. are so... F- OnlyFans, Dad, is so <laughs> fucking dumb, dude. The, it's hilarious because he has one where he's like a canceled firefighter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like saves out a burning building. The news is like, but you said this thing like five years ago. Yeah. Right? And then it's like, it, I, I get it where it's like, okay, this shit really burns. But then um, there's an important thing that Dave Chappelle says. Everything's funny until it happens to you. Yeah. Right. And so but the the fact is everybody gets it. Yeah. That's why when he started going in on the handicap Yeah. He was proving a point. Yeah. The handicapped, trans, gay, Asian, black, white dude, everybody's gonna get yeah. it. And that's like I think that's what I genuinely liked about his like stand up, right? And there was like certain stuff too where he's he was very good and I'm not like hyper analyzing this stuff. I'm just talking about what made me laugh. Yeah. Right. There was a couple of jokes that I thought was kind of distasteful until <laughs> Like he brought, like he, you know, he did that, you know, kind of like that corny Asian joke. Yes, Wah! that one. That like, that's a like, little weird. I was like, that's kind of like, I can see why people saying like he's going through low hanging fruit. Yeah. And then he would wrap it back to his wife where she pulled, <laughs> pushed her nose down and pushed out her lips. I was like, oh, he, gave he it right, got us. Yeah. <laughs> gave it right back to himself too, right? Yeah. I mean, th- those were the things I, I was asking myself because there's sometimes you laugh. You're like, oh shit, am I supposed to laugh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? 
And I think that's one of the great things about comedy. It's is that part of it's about introspection. Yeah. About yourself. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. why are you laughing at it when it's something that is painful? Right. Mm -hmm. There's this relatability. But we also have to understand how laughter does like work in its own therapeutic sense. Yeah. Right. But if you're gonna sit there and not laugh at anything and be straight faced. Yeah. Just to prove a point, you paid a ticket. You went to a show just to give him a sour look. Yeah. And not laugh. I always found that weird too, right? Like people go to. I I don't know if it's like this performance activism that we have now, right? Like it's so performative. Like yeah. you, you had to buy, like you know, Dave Chappelle talked about that that moment where the person who attacked him is like, no, you bought like front row tickets yeah. and you're homeless. Like, what do you mean? Like this yeah, is this dude. is fucking nuts. I. Guarantees those tickets are anywhere between five to ten G's. Yeah, Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, yeah, expensive <laughs> as shit. Yeah, and he's like you. He was like you're the richest poor person ever met in my life. Was in the nice. front fucking row. Yeah, so you know, like this, like performance activism too, where people go to these comedy shows to hear somebody do comedy and be offended, and then cause a scene, knowing that there's cameras there, and for what? Like, what are you trying to prove here? Like the, the great thing about like entertainment, oh, actually, you know what? Just in general, art, right? Yeah. You can like it or dislike it. It is completely up to you, mm. right? And I think that's what it's supposed to be. That's what it is. You know, is. Patrice O'Neill said it best. He goes, half the crowd should be dying laughing and the other half should be mortified. Because yep. you're supposed to be saying something, right? And I, and I think that a lot of the times, not a lot of the times, I, I would say it's kind of going back to where comedy was where it's a little normal. Mm -hmm. And obviously there were things that were problematic back in the past that kind of fix itself along the way because time changes, right? Yeah. Eddie Murphy talked about how he'll go back to his clips and he cringes every time he says, you know, the word faggot, uh -huh. right? And he goes, Ugh. but he can't change that. Yeah. The only thing he could do now is not say that word now in an offensive way, yeah. right? And that's the thing too, like, forgiveness like things happen and change over time and sometimes people crucify you for what you do in the past and they think it's your present yeah you know what i'm saying and i think it's like people show change and and whatever whatnot i would like that grace too because there's gonna be a moment in your life where you fuck up so fucking hard and you're gonna wish that someone would show you just a little bit of grace because they get to see the person that you are now yeah right because i i am not the same person i was 10 years ago mm -hmm. right arguably for me i'm worse <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not going to No, you're a better person, David. Give yourself some credit. Don't be hard on I yourself. Think, I think now I just I just care a lot less. Yeah. But I will say this though, like as I've grown older, I became a lot more empathetic. There there aren't as many hard lines for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Every year I gain a little bit more uh, I get a little more introspective and I also become a lot more forgiving because I've experienced a lot more. And then I become a lot more understanding. When I was younger, I just didn't fucking care. Yeah. Whether this person who pissed me off died, lived, or survived, or whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. Especially if someone's trying to get you mad on purpose. Yeah. And then you get mad, they win. Mm -hmm. But when we were younger, we're like, fuck that shit. You don't give a fuck. And yeah. You're just going to show out. And then now that I'm older and I find someone who's deliberately trying to piss me off, like, I can use my words. Yeah. I can use my attitude and I can use just my own patience yeah. and maturity. Like, to walk through it like there, there there are times where i'll be shaking i'll even get cramps because i'm like like yeah holding up my yeah. body right and i gotta take my time like anything i do in anger is anything good gonna happen? <laughs> am i gonna make a good decision yeah how many times after you make a choice out of anger have you regretted it yeah it's a majority of the time 99 yeah, it's a majority of the time yeah and those those kind of things too like i i think i really enjoy about getting older you know since we're talking about like the new year is 
you know, there's always a page that you, the page always turns no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't really stop that. Mm-hmm. And whatever's written in the past is written, but you can only, but when you write that new chapter, you can make sure that it's just better than what you wrote before. And that's why, like, Mariel was asking me too. She goes, I was, I'm actually surprised. What she said to me was that you get excited for the new year because you don't care about birthdays, wedding celebrations. All these days kind of seem the same to you. Mm. She goes, why does the new year always feel good for you? It's like, well, I don't know. It's just the idea that I get to start fresh. Yes. Right. And I, I know people are going to say you never get to start fresh. I understand that. But I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to entertain the thought that I could. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's an attitude. Yeah. It's a perspective thing. Right. Like if you say, that, look, you can be a nihilist like I have. Like I am sometimes, Mm -hmm. many times, and just say, it's arbitrary. We just went around the sun and it's going to keep fucking spinning for all eternity, you know? And just because we figured out when the exact spot is or whatever, you can say it like that, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Life goes on. Or you can be like, I gained weight this year. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I haven't cut my hair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you can look at yourself and be like, assess yourself for a sec. How was your year? Yeah. I think every... The fact that humans have that ability to be like, okay, review, let's let's talk about this, debrief this year, what I did wrong, what I did right, what I liked, what I didn't like. You know, humans do that. If we were still monkeys, if we were yeah. still apes, yo, world keeps spinning, let me throw my shit, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, like, so, like, for 2024, too, for me specifically, like, you know, I, and I've talked about this years ago, like, on my, on my, when I used to do, like, these personal vlogs and videos, one of the things that I always do like towards the end of the year is like I figure out these I, – I always figure out – I know it sounds a little cynical, but I figure out everything that I fucked up on. Yeah. Right? And I like doing that because then I could just figure out what I'm not going to do next year. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people when they do their uh, their their stupid ass mindfulness journals. Okay, it's not stupid. I'm sorry. I apologize. If you guys do that and that helps you out, it's stupid. No, hey, man. <laughs> no, I'm nah, it's stupid. <laughs> I, my, okay. my therapist is forcing me to do that shit every day. Like, I, a lot of people <laughs> enjoy that because it helps them to be grateful. Yeah. I don't like it. That's not the, my method. Yeah. My methodology, I don't know if it's because of the way that I grew up, is what did I fuck up on? I don't like that shit. And I'm going to change it. And that makes me feel good because mm-hmm. it shows that I have ability, an ability to change and grow. Right. So like one of the things that I wrote is like kind of getting tasks done when I need to get done. So I have a habit of like looking – something has to get done today and I just go, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll go tend to the garden. Yeah. Right? <laughs> So yesterday we, oh, hey, I mean, if you said in that I want to play Spider Man too, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I know you should kill. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, <laughs> yeah. So now, and it's funny too. Now that I'm, you know, this year I've already started this, and I'm doing things. My whole day is packed. I'm like, fuck. I have there's so much shit to do. It's like stuff that I've ignored. Yeah. You know, and I and I just don't want to be that person who's like hyper avoidant. So that's the stuff that I'm gonna work on this year. Uh, for me personally, because I, I feel like I need to just kind of get things done and do it in a timely manner yeah. because things tend to pile up for me and then I get stressed the fuck out and I, I just don't want to do that shit anymore. Yeah. yeah even my, my was your resolution last year? It was to lose weight and then I gained 15 pounds. But you did lose. You gained that fifteen pounds with the holidays. Yeah, <laughs> give yourself some credit, bro. Give it. Give yourself some credit. Yeah, I mean, this year too. Like you know, we always talk about health, right? And this is actually a very good subject to get into. Like, um. This this year alone, uh, in the last month, three people that I know, their parents almost died from health issues, mm. right? 
And this is like the most annoying thing. And I'm not sure if you guys deal with this too. If you're an immigrant or you have Asian parents, Asian parents are literally the stupidest thing people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> they don't fucking, they don't know shit. They don't know shit, but they always talk like they know fucking shit. Yeah. It's and, like, why'd you make me do the taxes when I was in high school? Huh? Yeah. I, why'd you make me pick up all the government phone calls? Hey. And, huh? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too, but here's a breath of fresh air. Fume, it's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Hey all, it's David So, and if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. Let me tell you something, and I wanted to talk about this, and I saved it for this podcast because I feel like you could relate. When you go home for holidays, for vacation, t- delete the word vacation. It's- <laughs> you know I mean? It is about to be the most biggest emotional roller roller coaster ride of your fucking life. The amount of verbal abuse. The amount of bullshit thrown at you. I'm a grown ass man. Do you even love me? (laughs) Let me tell you. I am your son. And let me tell you this shit, right? So I go into the house and I I sleep in this room. Like it's my room growing Mm -hmm. up. And it's smelling a little funky and I don't know why. So lo and behold, I find out that they had a flood and the carpet got wet. 
right? And my dad didn't change the carpet. You have to. There's no Because he was standing to his garden. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and so this day, this is this is such a weird story. I'm in the room and I'm in there with Mariel, right? And we're doing our thing, sleeping and not, not fucking, we're sleeping, right? And then we just go, it kind of smells funny in here. And then I noticed like this yellow spot on the floor. Ooh. And so my parents have a lot of dogs. And so I go out to Walmart, I get the dog pee cleaner because if you guys don't have any animals, you can't just get rid of dog urine, cat urine with just regular cleaning products. You need, you need a certain spray that breaks down the enzyme that's in urine that gets rid of the smell. So... I start spraying it down and then my dad comes in and he goes, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, well, the dog peed in the room. He goes, no, they didn't. And I'm like, what? And I'm looking at him and I look at Mario and I look at my dad. I'm like, it's yellow. Did you pee yeah. in the room? <laughs> I was like, it's yellow. He goes, I cleaned the carpet because the, the house flooded. So that's not dog pee. And I'm like, when did you, when did this happen? He goes three months ago. And I'm like, so within this three months, you're telling me that there's not a chance that a dog could have peed in this room? He goes, no, it's not pee. And I'm like, dad, I know what pee smells like. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking pee. What, is he embarrassed? Why is no, he denying well, it? This is what I'm saying. And so my mom comes and she goes, what's the problem? Why are you guys yelling? I'm like, he's telling me that this huge yellow spot on the carpet is not pee. And we could all smell that it's fucking pee. Yeah. Right? He goes, listen, listen, listen. Stop talking. He's like yelling now. He goes, stop talking. You need to listen. Three months ago, the room flooded. And I'm like, oh, okay, Noah. All right. I don't want to hear about this flood. He goes, okay. The I was like, I know it did. You just told me that. He goes, I got a carpet. He starts going to this long diatribe of how he cleaned the carpet thoroughly, whatever, whatnot. And I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with this dog pee right here? <laughs> this is the dumbest conversation it's I've because ever. Because you're not giving him the credit for doing all the cleaning <laughs> before. <I re> <laughs> And so my mom stops and she looks at both of us. She looks at my dad. He, she goes, literally in Korean, you know, are you retarded? My dad. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what is your problem? He goes, even if it's not dog pee, just let him clean it. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? What is your problem? And, you know, he does, the, he does this thing that pisses me off. It's very condescending. He goes, he laughs in my face. He goes, huh, whatever. And he just walks out. And my blood is fucking boiling. It's like, right? what, what was all that about? What was it for? I Why? don't fuck. And my mom's looking at me. She's like, is that dog pee? I was like, yeah, you smell it too, right? She goes, yeah, it's clearly dog pee. And then she goes out. And my mom's trying to talk to my dad. He goes, don't talk to me anymore. You're pissing me off. Don't talk to me for the rest of the night. And so I'm irritated now, right? I go out, my laptop's on the table, and just my my life is a fucking sitcom. I go out, I grab my laptop, I put it in the room, and then all of a sudden, Riley, my dog, starts sniffing my laptop all over the place. I'm like, what are you sniffing at? Why are you sniffing at my laptop? I look at my laptop, I smell it. One of the dogs pissed on my laptop. Oh my God. My $5,000 fucking brand new MacBook Pro. MacBook Pro. Pissed on my, first of all, it was on the dining table. That means one of the dogs somehow, like an Olympic athlete, jumped onto the dining table, lifted his stank-ass fucking leg, and pissed on my fucking laptop. Is your desktop background a fucking fire hydrant? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And so in my room, I just go, what the fuck? And then my mom, she goes, what? I was like, one of your stupid fucking dogs pissed on my laptop. And then my dad just goes into his room and closes the door. Because <laughs> now, now he like, has to admit that this dog is pissing everywhere. Yeah. He can't admit that he was wrong. Doug, I don't know why, but that that is the downfall of Korean men. I swear to God. What the fuck is the deal with... 
being right. so absolutely yeah wrong, objectively wrong about yeah. something, but believing they're right. Yeah, like I, I remember we were at a jajamyeon jeep and um, a Chinese Korean Chinese restaurant, and <laughs> the the paper uh, plate holders, whatever, they have like SAT questions, multiple choice, and so we're doing this and that. And who knows what the question is? It was a math question. One of the dudes got it clearly wrong, and all of us got it right. So we're like, kind of like, oh, dude, blah blah blah. I think because he was feeling, you know, like dumb. Yeah. He was like, no way, and he was straight up trying to show the work and everything to try to prove all of us are wrong. So, hey, let me just double down on that, right? So my dad gets embarrassed. He comes out of the room. He still wants to explain why he's right. Oh, god. Right. None of us. Blood relatives <laughs> want to hear his bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so guess who he grabs? My wife. <laughs> I'm in this room. Just thank God I had a cover and shield all over my laptop. So it's fine. Yeah. Right. I just had to peel off everything, take it off and then throw that stuff away. And the laptop was perfect. Thank God I yeah. did that. And so I just hear my dad talking out of his fucking Korean ass about bullshit. And the, my, my dad grabs my wife and sits her down. He goes, let me explain to you what happened. Because none of us want to hear this bullshit. <laughs> it's just like she was in the room when it right. happened. He goes, right? the smell that you're, not, that you're smelling right now is not actually because the, the carpet is, is dirty. It is because it's moldy, <laughs> right? Because we all know what a dirty rag smells like. Yeah. And he goes, it's not because of that. He goes, I use a machine, an ozone machine. And so the ozone machine, you know, basically takes the bacteria, flips it out. And so it makes it smell like fish. And I'm like, where are you getting this information? You fucking psychopath. And I just hear Meryl, see Meryl just nodding her head, nodding her head. And she goes, oh, I'm learning something new. And I look and I grabbed her. I was like, like stop. He's lying to you. Yeah. He's making up bullshit right now. This guy is a dumbass. And so I come out the room, right? And my dad is still going on and on about this. And I'm like, hey, hey. Nobody cares. Be quiet. Because I'm so pissed, right? <laughs> I was like, stop telling her your boring stories. And she, he's like, it's not boring. It's right. And I'm like, oh, God. oh my God. And then my mom comes out again, right? Because he escaped to the room before. And she's like, what is your problem? He goes, don't talk to me. And he gets up and he just closes, goes back to his room and closes the door. I'm like, this is... Here's the thing, too. Now my mom's mad at me. Because <laughs> right? you did this. So let me tell you what my mom does. <laughs> my mom looks at me, right? And she goes, hey, I know like you, the dog peed on all your stuff or whatever, but there's no reason for you to be mad. <laughs> Fucking, I looked at her, right? <laughs> yeah. And I go, hey, you have the worst temper I've ever seen in my life. Who the fuck are you talking to? Literally this morning, my dad went to the grocery store. He got a bottle of soy sauce and you screamed at him because it was the wrong size. <laughs> the wrong size? Yeah. She went, are you dumb? How many times have I we gotten the same soy sauce? Why would you get this size? You're the dumbest. Per I was like, you got mad over soy sauce. <laughs> Me? Your stupid dog literally could have ruined all my life's work <laughs> like that. Am I not allowed to be mad? I'm like, when I, when somebody is wrong and they're mad, I'm allowed to be mad. Yeah. Let me be mad. Don't tell me not to be mad, right? Yeah. Then she doubles down. And this is a great example of how Asian parents never want to be wrong. This is how much my mom wanted to be right. She looks me dead in the face, right? And mind you, I just told you that the dog peed on the carpet. She goes, well, this is your fault. I'm like, how is this my fault? She goes, you're the one who asked for carpet when we read in this house in that room. And you know what? I, I, I was 10. <laughs> Ed, I was 10 years old.
years old. You're the one who wanted carpet. So that's why this happened. I was 10. <laughs> I was 10 years old. Oh, God. I'm so this sorry. This woman Eden. went all the way back in time. Back to the future style and said, this is the impetus. When you were 10, you asked for carpet in this room. She said that like dead face stone Butterfly series. Butterfly effect. Yeah. Butterfly effect. And that's why the dog peed on At that moment, I'm like, dude, somebody just kill me. What fucking world do I live in? I looked at her dead in the windows of her soul. And I said, are you, are you serious? I was dead. She and then she looks at me. She goes, "I don't fucking care. I'm so sick of it." And I'm like, "Sick of what, dude?" Oh my gosh, dude. So I go back into the room and I'm venting to Mariel, right? And I stop and I go, "I bet you my mom's still pissed." So I go back outside and this is this is uh, just to give you a glimpse of who my mother is. I go back outside. She's in the hallway. She's walking. I stop. I look at her. We look at each other. I open up my arms for a hug. She steps back and she goes, "Go kill yourself." <laughs> Dog. Dog. Too soon, cuz. I mean. <laughs> oh my god. It's in the news. Like, come on, mom. Yeah. Because <laughs> go kill yourself. And I just look at her and I start laughing. And I just, and I go back and then she looks at me and then she's explaining herself, right? She goes, You know, how would you feel? If you had a child and they told you that they couldn't sleep because the dogs were barking, they were peeing all over the stuff, and it makes them hard for them to come back home, I would be like, I would fix my yeah. house. Fix your shit. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then Mariel comes out and she sees us kind of arguing, and then our argument starts turning into laughter, and then we start cracking up because it's just such a stupid conversation that yeah. we start to realize this is the dumbest. This only happens in our family. This is the weirdest fucking situation. Mm -hmm. My dad is still in the room. Yeah. Right, because he doesn't want to come out because he's so fucking embarrassed. Yeah, and I'm like, I think what I realized at that point was, he, I think he was embarrassed because this happened while Mariel was here. <laughs> right, his daughter-in-law, who he loves a lot, and yeah. he's like a little embarrassed and a little ashamed because he did all this effort to vacuum and get all the water out, but it doesn't matter. You have to rip the carpet out. It's there's no there's no other solution yeah. for it. And so then I looked at him as a human being. I was like, oh, he's a little embarrassed or whatever. And of course, the next day, he acts like nothing ever happened. Right. Right. Oh, do you want breakfast? What's going on? I'm like, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you just caused this whole ordeal yesterday. You Like, literally, it could have just been me spraying the carpet and getting rid of the smell. And then it went into this huge thing where my mom told me to go kill myself. <laughs> like, I don't know how it started from a dog piss to go kill yourself. But so somewhere in between, it all connected right here. God. Dude, thank God, because I, I called my mom. I said, I'm coming home for Christmas and New Year's. And she goes, where? <laughs> Why? Um, To see you, my mom? She's like, what are you going to do? You're just going to sit at home and do nothing, right? You want to come to the store? And I was like, well, I don't want to go to the gas station. Yep. So I was okay, I'll stay. I'll stay in LA. So I didn't do shit all week. Yeah. I'm like, damn. So I'm glad I didn't have any of that bullshit. I mean, look, your mom is so funny, too, because like, you know, when we, when we talk about the stories of, like, your father and then goes to your mom, it's like, I don't know. Your mom kind of sounds a lot like your dad. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you kind of sound like the Sajang name in this picture. Yeah. Like, you, or the Samo name, right? Yeah. Like, there, there are a few things where I look at, like, when I, when I talk about stories about my dad's crazy bullshit. And I'm like, you know what? I think my mom was a real gangster. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> my mom putting up with all this shit. Yeah. Like, uh, 
there's a time where my dad would just be missing and shit, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, he was driving this uh, black BMW. Um, and so my mom would take me and my brother, and we're toddlers, and she'd drive around K-Town looking for his car. And so she'll find like a billiards place, like a Tangujang, take us up there, just shove us in the door and bounce. Because he has to take you back yeah, home. Yeah, and then the she's are like, hey, those kids are these. And then my dad would see us. And then he'd take us That's home. That's so traumatizing, dude. <laughs> That's so fucking traumatizing. That's a crazy shit. Like, like, my household, too, was just like, it's either like you feel like, like, do you love me or do you not give a fuck? But it was kind of like also like, do you think I'm dumb? Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's such a weird thing, like... And to go back onto the topic of like how Asian parents are the most ridiculous creatures on earth, they just not only can they not admit that they're wrong, it is the hardest thing to get them to be healthy, right? Mm. Because they know everything. Mm. Like science can improve or whatever, and they can want us to be a doctor. But if we tell them to go see a doctor, they're like, "What do they know?" <laughs> like, mm. and why oh the fuck God. would you want us to be a physician if you even you don't even trust them? My dad is the purest example of that. Like when you saw him, I, I like. He was 53. You saw him. He looked like he was 80. Yeah. Right? Because when he was 40, like, he looked like, like me. Yeah. And then he went to a doctor to get a checkup, and he went to, obviously, a Korean doctor. And apparently, that Korean doctor just cussed him out. Just was like, the fuck is wrong with you? You're almost 40, and you're smoking, and you're, blah, 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 you have heart disease, and all of this, and you have Your dad blood pressure. heart disease in his 40s? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he smoked a lot, yeah. man. And so the doctor, like, chewed his ass out. And you know what my dad did? It's like fuck it. I guess I'm dying. Oh, so he went hard for the last those last years. It was hard to live with him because he didn't give a fuck. Oh shit! Yeah. He went straight selfish mode, and like just spent all the money, put us in so much debt, and like bought bullshit and random things. Like I would, I remember finding like a mini motorbike in the garage. Like the fuck are you doing with that? I like how the doctor. Well, first of all, the doctor's a jackass. Yes, right? that's not. Don't go you... to a Korean doctor, guys. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> They're like, I'm dying from cancer. Go chugo. Yeah. Like, go die. <laughs> Wrong with you. What'd you do? Yeah. It's your fault. That's <laughs> the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. And yeah. also, I find it hilarious that your dad, when the doctor said, you can die if you continue this life, all he heard was, I'm dying soon. <laughs> yeah, that's what he heard. I'm dying soon. And then he just survived for the next 20 years, fucking up all your lives. Just just going crazy, selling drugs, doing drugs. <laughs> like, going, went to prison, like, just still just not giving a fuck. That's fucking insane, man. Yeah. I, I could only imagine what that's like. Because, like, you know, my dad... It, it hardened us, for sure. I mean, for you have to. Either that or you just go fucking crazy. Like, or become the middleweight champion of the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? But my, um, my cousin was in Washington at the same time, too. And then I remember my mom just being bijasaw at her. She was like, she's so sagajopso, which is, like, disrespectful, right? She was like... Looking back, like, I remember going to their house, and then they'd go all crazy, and their parents didn't yell at them. And then one time I saw my uncle put his hand over her arm and slap his own arm. And he's like, stop it. right? And she goes, I what that y'all. Like, why'd you hit me? And then I'm like, what kind of soft-ass household? Why is yeah. my family? That's my mom's brother. <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, yeah. And we come home, and like... My mom's mean as shit. <laughs> and my mom, dad don't give a fuck. And so I'm like, what, what, what is this difference? And then I realized, yeah, like, 
in our household, like different from all my cousins and all that because of my dad was. Then I look back, like what you said about trying to understand your dad. Yeah. And looking back at my dad making all these fucked up decisions. I mean, I it clearly stems from his abandonment issues from being adopted. Then knowing that he has a whole ass family in Korea, like a big one, and he couldn't go because he's been in prison. That means he can't come back to America. They'll yeah. his ass. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, our parents, they definitely went through a lot, right? Yeah. And I think that that wisdom only comes with getting older, mm-hmm. right? But when you're in it, it's so hard to see any of this fucking stuff because you're just dealing with this bullshit all the fucking time. Do you wonder what your Harubuji was like to your dad, too? Just so, acting the same way. Well, so with my dad, I found out that... So I the only things I know about my dad is through my mom because my dad doesn't really talk to us like yeah. people, right? <laughs> yeah, he treats you like his little peons. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he can only give us commands. Yes. And my dad is actually very sweet. If, you, if anybody meets my dad, he'll, he's like the sweetest guy ever, mm. right? Because he's very kind. But when he talks to us, he doesn't know how to speak to us. And it gets to the point where I think my dad is trying to learn how to be like kind and <laughs> do nice things. But it's it, foreign to him, right? It's very foreign. So he now he's, it's like watching an alien trying to understand human beings. <laughs> Right? It's like when Terminator so, tries to smile. <laughs> so I think when he was younger, when we were younger, he didn't know how to be kind and loving. So now he's trying now, but he's just developed into this really annoying person. <laughs> <laughs> so it's too much. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, I have to admit, you know, my, my, my dad had this crazy transformation like the last two years of his life. Like he went to this uh, other church in Tacoma. Some dude like prayed for him and I don't know. Dad started bawling, felt like a healing in his life, and he tried to turn that around, right? He went to this thing called Abuji Hakyo, Father School. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, it's a thing. Send your dad. They had the thing in Washington, <laughs> right? And they talked to Korean dads like, look, man, like, here's our culture and what we've been taught, and then they try to break it down. So it's weird. Like, I know what you mean when my dad started trying to be nice. Yeah. I get a phone call. He's like, hey, Edward. Uh, hi, Appa. You good? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I love you. I love you. Okay, I love you too, Dad. And then he goes into the bathroom and throws up? Yeah, he probably, I could tell. It was the most awkward thing. I think it was like one of those tasks they made him do at the school. <laughs> to Dude, call your kids and say you love them. My dad is so bad at being human now. To the point where when we were younger, like Mariel hates this phrase, right? Which is like whenever she goes through something, and I said this to her and I caught myself because I started, I'm like, oh, this is my shit my parents would say to yeah. me. So Mariel would like, let's say she hurts her wrist, right? And she goes, oh, it hurts. <laughs> and I would say this. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Which means like, you're not going to die. You're shut up. Die. And then you just move on. But this, you know, it's not very kind, but that's what I was taught when I was a kid. And yeah. so, but sometimes too, when, you know, people go through these, uh, I would say huge life-changing moments right and they want to better themselves they also forget too it's like the 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 burning force that you left behind you it's still there Mm. right and they immediately want forgiveness now Mm. it's like that doesn't work right Right. you can continue to grow as an individual and fix your shit well now it's up to me on when i get to decide to forgive you yeah right because it can't be just immediate it maybe it is for certain people but that's up to us to decide right yeah and so my dad when he started like softening up and being really kind and i really appreciate it but i'm not used to this fucking freak of nature coming at me (laughs) 
right? <laughs> so it got to the point now where my I think my dad's like, oh, I should ask my kids questions, right? Mm. But it's the most annoying fucking questions on earth. They're like useless questions. Use. <laughs> Can I just say this? And this is real shit. I'm not yeah. lying. What time is it? <laughs> I'm, 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 no, I'm sitting, right? And I'm eating food, and he'll say shit like this. He goes, you like to chew your food? <laughs> so you like chewing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, and I'm not even fucking lying. And I'm, and I'm looking at it like, are you retarded? <laughs> like, what are you talking about right now? I'm sorry, are you R-word? Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, I'm like, yeah, I'm chewing my food. He goes, <laughs> and he's just staring at me. I'm like, okay. And then I'm just eating. And then my stomach kind of growl- grumbles. He goes, You have diarrhea? <laughs> he's, he's concerned. I was like, Are you trying to show that you're worried about me right now? He goes, You have diarrhea? You need medicine? Are you constipated? What's oh wrong with your gosh. stomach? Are you sick? Do you have the flu? And I look at my mom, and my mom just in a distance. You just hear her go, Shut up! <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Leave him alone. Let him eat. <laughs> He goes, whoa, I'm just, I'm just talking to him. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You're, you're trying to talk to me? Ask me how my day was. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you asking me if I have loose stool? Like, this so, uh, is not normal, man. So uh, you blink your eyes? Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, uh, you know, I'll, I'm like, I, for some reason, I thought it was going to be a good idea to be in Sacramento for seven to eight days. Yes. And I fucked up. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm here too long. This yeah. is. This is crazy. It's like max three days. Yeah. Days, huh? And then my mom's like, you look like you haven't gotten any sleep. I'm like, <laughs> no shit. Yeah. What did I walk into? Let me just chill. You know? <laughs> You're kind of crying like right now, yeah. bro. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> let me just eat. You know? And then obviously, too, there's so many other things that you could get into. Like, I can't even process what I went through. I feel like I was there. Look, said, if I'm going to hell, this is where this is where <laughs> This is, it's your it's house my house. No! <laughs> I start repenting immediately. You walk in, it just smells like mold. It and, like mold. <laughs> and it's I just go deja vu every day of my dad going, Listen, it's not the dog up here. <laughs> it's ozone. It's a smell of ozone. It smells like a pish. <laughs> my mind dude i can't do that again but i can see where it's like you have to acknowledge that he's trying to love you right? yes it's because you didn't acknowledge the fact that he cleaned the carpet that he was so mad yeah that he put all this effort into yeah and then all you could see was like this carpet oh i cleaned it and i'm literally telling him just let me clean this dog pee <laughs> like to the point where he goes it's he's so adamant that it's not yeah. it so like do you find it tough when he asks you shit like you like chewing and you have to like patronize that? Like, yes. Like, so he he also receives that like acknowledgement of love. You know, here's, here's, here's my problem. Do. I don't know how to respond to that without giving him attitude <laughs> yeah. because it's just so weird. Right. And I'm also used to my dad talking to me like I'm the dumbest person on earth. So no matter what he says, the, my first reaction is to get defensive. Mm. Right. And I've, I've gotten a lot better at it. And that's actually my bad. And sometimes when he d- says regular stuff, like I'll get defensive and, immediately. Right. And then I have to apologize to him. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I, I thought you meant this and it's not that. And my dad's like, oh, I just like, I don't know why you're being so mean. And I'm like, you want to go back the last 20 years? <laughs> just, just accept the apology and then move on, dude. 
right? And that's like stuff that I have to learn. That's all PTSD stuff, yeah. right? So when your dad or your parents, the first thing that comes out their mouth is like, why are you so stupid? Mm -hmm. It's like, you're kind of used to going like, oh, yeah. I have to defend myself. Everything that I do in the house, every move that I fucking make, I feel like I'm making a mistake. Yeah, I mean, if there's a, it's a weird thing where I don't know if it's Koreans and the family and honor kind of system, whatever it is, but then it's like, you hear from your wife friends and they're like, just no contact. Stop talking to your mom. Yeah. Don't go to your mom's house. And you're like, what? Don't talk to your mom. What? <laughs> and then these concepts have to like go through your head for a sec. So, so like years ago, uh, I'm going to say it was like eight years now. Uh, I had to leave L.A. and go back to Washington. And I'm already feeling shitty about that. I didn't want to do the move. And so I'm like super depressed. I told you this. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, you know. I have like nobody talked to but my mom because I'm at her place, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm depressed, you know, like, like I talk about like, like su suicide, like chukushipo, yeah, right. But I didn't say the word suicide. It's like chukushipo, you know, like, like chukurakure or something, like, because I couldn't get the right yeah. word. My Korean sucks. And then, in it's just twist of fate. She gets a phone call in the middle of that. And then she goes, oh, wait. <laughs> she picks up the phone call instead. It's my cousin. And I could hear her. Like, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's good. Oh, yeah. He said he's depressed. <laughs> she's like, yeah. what about <laughs> he's like, he, he wants to kill himself. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, Edward's a gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, he's, he likes his coach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck am I? <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of laughing on the inside because it's like... It's the most ridiculous yeah, thing. But it's like, I need you, ma. Yeah. She doesn't get it. She doesn't yeah. fucking care. So years later, like here I am, like we get we a huge fight. And that kind of shit is in the back of my head always. Like it, it was on my shit list. Of course. You know, of all the things like, and I, I didn't speak up or nothing. And so all of it comes out. And then the most hurtful thing I told my mom was like, you don't know how to love. Mm. You don't know what love is. Simple. You don't know, understand any of the language. You have no love language, mm. <laughs> actually. Yeah. You know, I was like, think about it. Oh my, like, it was harsh. It was harsh. But, you know, I left and we didn't talk for a long time. And through therapy and such, right? It was like learning about my mom and the way she loves is how she, she gives money, right? Oh, that's so Korean. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, that feels like you're buying your forgiveness yeah yeah yeah. you're buying like the the relationship you know redemption. yeah when has, has that ever worked out you yeah know, it never works out that and way and so i i started getting even more like resentful of the fact so i was just like don't give me money show me love i challenge you right and she's and she said it straight up i don't know then this is my love yeah. and i was like then i don't want it. and i was yeah. like so mad it's like yeah. not about money and that's where i left and over time I realized my, my therapist goes, are you crazy? It's free money. Yeah. Take the money. Yeah. It's like she feels loved when you take her money. Yeah. And you, but you are rejecting it because of that. And it's like, she was like, if that is what you say and that is all she knows, she's giving it to you. Yeah. She was like, receive her love. I know it's money. It's like, that's a cherry on top. But it's like, if you reciprocate, by receiving that money, your mom will feel loved. Mm. So I was like, shit. All right. And then I started taking it whenever she offered. 
better relationship has gotten better and better. She's so much nicer. Like, like all right, just give me money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the reciprocation. If that was her sign of of love, that and and she felt assured that I wasn't angry at her. I didn't hate her, and I was I wasn't saying some shit like you don't know how to love. Her, yeah, you know, and saying she was a bad mother. She's and, like, ah, uh, it's not enough money. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got you. Yeah. But over time, yeah, it was like, okay, we made a habit of just constantly just telling each other we do love each other. Because you know, like, we have like such a tough relationship. Because like the hard part, I know for a lot of people when you, they're like in your predicament, it's it's not so much that it's like, oh, this is the way that they give love and I should accept that because it makes them feel loved. Is that sometimes when a person feels wrong? They don't want to take that version of love because I don't want you to feel that this is a pass. Yeah. Right. It's like you take that money and they go and then she feels good. It's like you don't deserve to feel good. That's the hard part. Because here's something that really fucked me up. And actually, it, I, I had a spiral moment because um, I had to take her to the airport. Right. Yeah. But the thing was, like, I was supposed to get five days of training. Right. To watch the gas station so she can go to Korea. And then I was going to watch the store for a month, right? I land in Washington. She's like, okay, I'm going to Korea tomorrow. I'm like, you're not going to train me? Yeah. And I started telling her, like, are you crazy? I was like, this is your business. Yeah. And you're just going to leave it to me and you're not going to think about it? And, she, and I was like, why did you even make this decision? Yeah. Right? And she's like, oh, this pastor told me that you'll be fine. Who the fuck is this pastor? <laughs> And she was like this lady. And I'm like, does she even know who I am? Have I met her? Have you ever talked to her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, do you not say, oh my, this is fucking crazy. This is Micha So, yeah. right? And then I was like so upset. She's like, okay, okay, what do you want then, right? I was like, oh my, are you going to say you were wrong? Say sorry? She said, why? I paid you. <laughs> oh my God. She said, I'm paying you. That's what I'm that talking shit. about. Yeah, right there they think it's like an unlimited pass yeah. right and it's like that's the hard part too is because and maybe that's a sign of either maturity or us kind of learning how to draw certain boundaries where you know for me if i was in your situation it would be very very hard for me to take that money because in the most vindictive way possible i know that if i take that money she feels better mm -hmm. and then how come i i have to feel like shit and you get to feel good that and was me. always like this that right? was me for a long time yeah was being like i reject your money because i know it'll make her feel bad yeah. yeah and that's like the hard part right like and i think that takes over time maturity is like okay what what's the end result that we want here if we want our relationship to be better than i if i if i take this money and then i can work towards something better then maybe that's what I have to accept. It's just really hard when the motherfucker that you're trying to make feel better is the one that you kind of just fucking hate. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's this person that always makes me feel less than. Yeah. But... It's the one that I told I was going to kill myself and then she started doing a fucking roast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with other relatives on the phone as I'm sitting right here. Like, I'm right here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Could you, would you have, like, caught into another, another room and room. closed the door? Like, I'm right here. And then she's like pointing at you like, <laughs> <laughs> like get it, mom. Fucking asshole. Jesus hey, man, Christ. <laughs> New Year's resolution is to, yeah, understand more, you know, empathize more, love my mom beyond just, you know, I call just the call. Yeah. To see what's up, you know? And like that that is me like growing up mending some shit, you know. Cause even my siblings are like, Are you are you gonna get over that shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard, right? Yeah. Like, 
when some people too when they ask like when are you gonna get over that? and I, i'm i'm like 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 that too like i get it right but you know i feel like yours you and your siblings experiences with your parents are also vastly fucking very different, different. <laughs> very 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 different like my experience like my brother's experience and my experience with my dad are two different things yeah right so how he feels about my dad and how i feel about my dad are very very different yeah. like my dad my brother gets annoyed of my dad i go through the th- thought of like Sometimes not not now, but before it was like I fucking hate you. Yeah, you know I mean? damn. Like right, I'm it was like body slam you. Yeah, it's like I fucking hate. I'm bigger you. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it went to that type of thought, right? And like that's also based on my immaturity and kind of also based on the stuff that he did. Like, listen, I still don't have it as bad as some other people. Definitely not you, Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your your shit's on another stratosphere. My father was around. Mm. He worked his ass off. Um, he was caring and kind and loving to the to the best of his ability. My dad is just a socially awkward guy, and he's emotionally stunted, and he doesn't know how to do it. Like I said, he's asking me if I had diarrhea, <laughs> you know, and I just take it as you're trying, but it's still annoying. But if you didn't maintain the relationship, would you see any growth in you? How who would you be today if you just no contact your dad ten years ago because of some bullshit? Oh, for sure. Like sticking sticking through it also helped me to realize like my faults, right? Yeah. It, everybody kind of wants this like relationship with somebody where everything is perfect, but my best relationships have never been perfect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We kind of like had these moments in the pockets where we come in and out, we disagree, but then we always came became stronger from it, and that's even my relationship with Mariel. Yeah. Right. We got, we have, you know, I've talked on the podcast where before we uh, got engaged, I basically left her. I was like, oh, I'm done with you. Mm -hmm. I can't, I don't love you. I literally told her interface, I don't love you. If you left tomorrow, I'd be a lot happier. Right. And then from that, now we're like the happiest we've ever been. Got married. And we got married. And it took time for that stuff. Now that I look at it, it's go, you know, when people tell me sometimes they go, oh, what would you do after you, if you and Mariel happened to split? I was like, I really wouldn't know because. I, a lot of the great qualities that I have now is because of everything that we went through, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If Mariel and I split, the next person that I'm with, you you are now a benefactor of all the stuff that has changed in me because of the relationship I had with her, Yeah, right? Yeah. And you probably wouldn't have been able to experience that if I wasn't with somebody like her, Yeah, right? And so that's the, that's the thing too. Like if I think about if she leaves me, I'm like, damn, dude, like I don't know if I could go through this whole thing again. <laughs> you know, like getting married again, getting married again, yeah. getting through, going through all the struggles, the fights to get to know each other. I don't think I have the patience for that anymore. Hey, we, we got a buddy, you know, yeah. who, who's going through it. And that's what he says, too. He's like, I don't think I'll ever get married again. It's not worth it. It's just so hard. Right. And I can't. And people have even asked, like, what happens if Mariel died? Like, I was like, listen, if she died, I would even find it. And I know this sounds like like I'm over like over romanticizing things. Mm-hmm. I think I would be very it would be very hard for me to get with somebody else. I might just be single for the rest of my life. Yeah. Only because we there was no we didn't get to close this chapter. Right. Yeah. It was she was just taken from me. Yeah. So now it's just she's still the love of my life. She's right there. How can I be with somebody else? Mm-hmm. Maybe just for maybe just a fuck. Right. Yeah. But that's really about it. But to mm-hmm. get married to somebody, to be dedicated, to say that I love you more than anything in this world, I don't think so. I think it would be that person that's that's dead. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, and I would feel feel very dishonest. Yeah. You know, I mean, like shit. People feel that way about their dogs. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? They their dogs. Yeah, they just won't get another dog. They'll try, they'll get a donkey before they get a dog. A hundred percent. Like, even now, when like with my very first dog, I still love that dog so, so much. And, you know, when I was a kid, too, I didn't know how to take care of dogs. And my dad took care of dogs like an old Korean man does. <laughs> like, picking it up by his ears and slapping it. Slapping it around, yeah. chaining it up. You know what I mean? It, it didn't get to stay yeah. inside the house. It was in the backyard in its little Korean dog house. boomers cannot take care of dogs. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you know, in that dog house. And I think about that dog even now, about like how sad his existence yes. was. Because he just wanted to be close to us. Mm-hmm. And he never got to. And he would scratch at the back door to hang out. And I would play with him as much as I could. But then my dad wouldn't let him in the house. And it just like... What the fuck, man? Yeah. So, like that, I actually still think about that till this day. It's like, I wish I could have been a better owner to that dog. Cause one of our first dogs, too, me and my sister are like, damn, that was fucked up. Yeah. We could have taken better care. But then we were kids, and my dad didn't know how to take care of a dog. Yeah. He just thought we'd be happy if he brought home a fucking random ass dog. <laughs> well, my dad sure is no, he knows how to take care of dogs now. He has so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking jackass. <laughs> They've replaced you. Yeah. And when you're gone, there, he's just arguing with it. That's not pee. <laughs> Two little dogs. I bet that's not pee. <laughs> hey. The next morning, I heard my dad talking to the dog that pissed on my laptop. So why'd you do that? Yeah, he's like, he's like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that? You made me look bad. Yeah, literally, he's doing that. He goes, why would you do this? He's like, and like the door's closed, but you can see him like lecturing this dog. And it's like, dude, this fucking dog doesn't know what's, that's your fault. Yeah. He's still looking to blame somebody else, you know? And so he found a dog. Oh, shit. Shout-outs to uh, Korean parents. Well, yeah. guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Do your best. Love your parents. Yep. Every Sundays at 12 p.m., check out Secret Society, S-C-R-T-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y.com, your podcast. Uh, Bible study at Momo. Yes. Uh... <laughs> I've been updated since last February. <laughs> he'll, 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 he'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll figure it out. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We have a great new year. We're obviously in this new studio. Um, still the same shit, same fun shit. It's always going to be great. Genius Brain every Sunday is at 12 p.m. You can catch us on all audio platforms if you're not watching this on video. Like, comment, subscribe, and share, and we'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.